0: live from state street in the heart of chicago you are listening to the new home of the chicago bears ESPN chicago and this is black and of dollar wmvp wshe hd2 chicago a good karma brands radio station
1: Let's start this hour with this. Uh, actually, first of all, uh, we will be off this show coming up at 745 for Northwestern basketball tonight. Yeah. Northwestern in Illinois, the Illini are at the Wildcats tonight. The Illini are 14-4, they're 10th in the country. They face off against Northwestern 13-5. and five. We will go to that game at 745 tonight. Uh, after Bleckham Dollar right here on ESPN 1000.
2: The breaking news, Jim Harbaugh is going to be the next coach of the Los Angeles Chargers from Dan Wetzel. Michigan was continuing to negotiate to keep Harbaugh into this afternoon. Woo. But the chance to chase a Super Bowl title with the Chargers was just too much for him. Too much. He's got to go. And they're still interviewing got the GM candidates. He's got the thirst for That's, Super Bowl. I mean, I've always said that it's it's fine. To marry a coach and a GM together and bring them in together and make sure they work well together. I would just be concerned because what we know about Jim Harbaugh is he wants to have control, is that he's going to have too much control and try to do too much. It doesn't work well in the NFL. He's good at picking college talent. That's fine. Help. I'll give you that. That's fine. Be a part of of the process. But I want the GM to be the GM, and I want the coach to be the coach. Mike and Lombard, your thoughts. What's up, Mike?
3: Hey guys, what's going on? <laughs> uh, fun stuff, huh? With this field stuff, let me tell you something. Yeah. I I don't I don't really understand how you guys look at this year. The last car was talking about, uh, you know, we need more guys, and you keep saying, well, Kale's going to have the same guys, and you know, Fields had a better defense. Guys, the team in Fields played better with that. You act like you're watching 2022. Sure, they got him DJ Moore. They got him. Uh, the line played better, not great. The defense. Started playing better, and guess what? Look at the last nine games. We destroyed Detroit twice, basically, on offense. We destroyed Denver. We destroyed Washington. We destroyed Arizona. We destroyed Atlanta. That's because he got a better defense. He got DJ Moore in a line. Now I'll tell you one last thing. I don't understand the logic of uh, look at Daniel Jones. For eighty million dollars over two years to see if he's any good. Justin Fields gonna cost us six million and twenty five. That's thirty million over two years. You get all those picks. If you move on from Fields in one or two years, you got the cream of the crop with all those picks. But Justin Fields, we got rid of Gessie. I was at the Green Bay game. That was all play calling. The Cleveland game, Gessie doesn't adjust. The Minnesota game, 50 passes behind the yard line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. And you always bring up Justin Fields, look what he's done the first three years. If you guys are fair. You can't bring up the first two years. It's like Bryce Young. I watched Bryce Young play in Carolina because it, it, it affected our pick. I said to my son, guys, this isn't Bryce Young's fault. He has no time. It's like you guys in a year from now, if you're a Carolina fan, you'd be saying, well, look at the average. He was terrible the first year. It's not tennis, guys. It's football. Bryce, look, look at Jalen Hurts, nine points against Tampa Bay. Is Jalen Hurts all of a sudden bad? No, a different coordinator in the line isn't protecting him as much. Fields is thrown to Nikhil Harry. How many times did he drop the ball? How many times Mooney dropped it on one of those games? You guys are looking at the first two years under Nagy, and he had nothing. Look at Trevor Lawrence. First year. Is first year, the bad? Well, first year under Nagy, and then last year he had no receivers. The line was still awful. And, and like the last caller said, yeah, everything got better this year. And so did Fields. It's not complicated, guys. Well, he, first of all, un-
1: Fields didn't make the defense better. That's not right. That yeah. didn't happen.
2: Mike, where do you the think... The defense made the offense stay in games. Mike, That's what happened. Mike, if we're just talking about this year, then, and you just want to talk about this year, where do you think Justin Fields ranked in completion percentage out of out of qualifying quarterbacks? Oh,
3: co- well, completion Wait. percentage is a weird stat. No, because it's not. Here's, here's it's the, it's, it's the complete... It's, 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 it's a weird guys, stat. Mike, just answer guys. the question.
2: Mike, just answer the question. Where do you think he ranked? It's a weird stat.
3: I don't know. We had about three. well. Let me let me answer. Let me explain why no, it's a weird stat. If, answer. If, if you just throw the ball.
2: Okay, go ahead. Okay, go ahead. guys. Go I, ahead.
3: Okay, if you throw the ball forty times, and and uh, and uh, and Herbert uh, is usually the, at the highest seventy percent. That, that's twenty eight completion. If you're at sixty, which a lot of people think isn't that good, it's twenty four guys. It's a nonsense stat. Now, there's other it's stats. not a nonsense stat. Where, where do you stat.
2: think he ranked? Where do you think he ranked in your nonsense stat? T- touchdown passes. I
3: don't know. 20,
2: 22, 23? But he think was, about it. He was 42nd, Mike. 42nd. Well, there's not 42 teams. Exactly. Okay.
3: okay, but think about what you're saying. You, you take a stat. Okay, you take a stat that, that logically doesn't make any sense. It makes two touchdown it
1: makes, passes. It makes, touchdown complete, passes down. it makes complete sense. Wait, what is he in touchdown passes? Let me see. Hold on. Is, what, Mike, what All do you right, think of let touchdown me, passes let me, as a let stat? Me, let, me
3: say, let me say one other thing. When, when you look at the defense that kept them in game, guys, the Detroit game. Do you remember the Detroit game? The defense gave up two touchdowns in three minutes, so we had them beat. The Denver game. The he, defense gave up
2: fourteen points. He lost the Denver game. He had the fumble. He lost quarter. the Denver game. He lost the Denver game. He had the yeah, fumble. Yeah, I know
3: you brought you brought that up before. Well, we Think saw about it. The We saw the game. Guys. We saw the end result. Guys, guys, I was he there. He's twentieth in touchdown oh, guys, by the way. He had twenty guys. He had twenty eight points in the game. Okay. He drove them to a field goal, and they decided to go for it. The Detroit game. The last drive. The play caller up the middle to Herbert. Up the middle to Herbert. A seventy yard bomb. You guys are—you guys are blaming Fields. Anyone I'm not who blaming him Fields for that what am I blaming game, him for? He just hasn't game. performed so to a it, high it, level. It, 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 guys, Mike, do you want a stat where, where
2: Mike? Do you want a stat where Fields was top five in?
3: <laughs> I don't care about the stat. Here's why: you guys bring up you go you you go you you make a statement like Denver. Do you really believe? You really believe the defense gave up 17 points in the fourth quarter is the quarterback's fault? I don't care if it's Fields, Trevor Lawrence, anyone else. He fumbled Worth, the I ball, see, you know and
2: it, it was picked up and taken into the end zone. How is that not okay, his fault? Okay,
3: let me ask you a question. Was it Josh Allen's fault that they lost that playoff game against the Chiefs?
2: You can't compare Justin Fields to Josh yeah, Allen. Yeah,
3: see, I thought so. You it can't. Was, well, yeah, you, guys, you can't
2: because uh, Josh Allen's a great Josh player. Josh Allen's thrown for over compar- 4,000 yards four guys, years in a row.
3: I'm not I'm not comparing him to Justin Fields. You what just I'm did. Telling you is, no, I didn't. It's a total different concept. You are blaming the quarterback for a loss that had nothing to do with him. A uh, quarterback putting up 28 points in a game, guys, and then the defense giving up 17 points in the fourth quarter. If you're going to blame the quarterback because he's not a robot and he dropped the ball when he got hit when it was no, there was no block, you guys, it doesn't make any sense. It's called football. Every quarterback throws interceptions. Every quarter drops the ball. Every Any quarterback in the game, if someone told me they put up 28 points, I'd be like, well, it's probably not the quarterback's fault that the defense gave up 17 in the fourth quarter. But you guys blame him for everything, and I'm going to tell you this. If we give him up without getting him a right play call, and this guy, Cal Williams, doesn't pan out, like the, the, the great person you guys think, and I saw the Notre Dame game. Under oh, the pressure, Notre Dame He ain't game. any good either. He, he was, yeah, bad. He was bad
2: in the Notre Dame game. Okay. I agree
3: with yeah, you, Yeah, with pressure. I agree. Exactly. So you and, guys have him and Fields all bad. Was bad. And
2: Fields was bad in all the games you didn't mention. What about the game against the first game against the Packers, huh? What about the first? What about look, I, what I, about look, I, What about the game look, against the I, Chiefs where they lost forty-one guys, to ten?
3: Exactly. But let me tell you, I'm not blaming Cale Williams just for uh, for Dylan Dave, and That's the difference, Mike. You need a line, you need weapons, you need a defense, Mike? and yes, Cale Williams comes in. If you get him weapons and protection and a line, just like Jalen Hurts last year, he can go to the Super Bowl. Mike? You give Field Super a Bowl! line, weapons, and a defense. You go to a Super Bowl. It's not complicated, guys. I have an offensive Mike, line.
1: Mike, Tampa, fourth quarter, two minutes ago, on the goal line. What does Fields do? That uh, oh,
3: yeah. this year. Yeah, this what, year. What, do what do? does he
1: do? What, what does he do? What do he do? I don't
3: remember.
1: What did he do? You no, know, I, I not I don't know. I think he threw a screen pass to a defensive player for a pick six.
3: Okay, and you know what, guys. All right, I'll tell you what. You're right. Every other quarterback, no interception. No, it's no just funny how you're, right? you're, 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 you're taking no this intercep- argument, and you're just guys, saying that Fields is this great player no, when he I isn't. Te- no, yeah, he is. You're bringing up Fields through an interception, so he's bad. With that logic, guys, He the game. He we are
1: pointing out games where he's the, the reason they lost the game.
3: Uh, Abdallah, do you really believe? Do you really believe in your heart of hearts that the reason we lost Denver was Justin Fields. Yes. You really believe that. If yes. you go tonight, and you put that game on, and you watch what yes. you did, and the defense gave up 17 in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Okay, then. Don't turn then the ball over the at
2: the end of the game. It's simple. <laughs> Hold on to the football. You also, I haven't told you what t- stat he's top five in, Mike. Maybe it'll help your argument here. Uh, sacks. He's top five in Sacks.
3: He's yeah, taking get it on. a line
2: guys. Nope. sacks are a quarterback a sack. Get get rid of the ball get faster. A sacks are sacks are a quarterback
3: sack. Get rid of the ball faster. So you guys you guys believe that uh that uh Trevor Lawrence is washed up now. You know you know how many fumbles he had? Do you, know oh, you don't th- even know that. Mike, do you oh, know how yeah, many Mike, do you great. know how
2: many yards he threw for this year? 4000 yards. 4000 yards. Even if well, even if you- Justin No, hold on Mike. Even if bro. Justin played all 17 games, he wouldn't have hit 3500 yards.
3: Okay, so you're telling me if the play caller had Justin throw 35 times to D.J. Moore and he had a line, what do you think? He's going to miss 40, 60 70% of them and throw for 180 yards? How about Lamar Jackson in the playoff game? 152 yards. Why? That's the play call. But he still won because he's, he's uh, Lamar Jackson. You guys... That game against Green Bay, everyone says, oh, if he played better. At least Wild came out and he said that wasn't Justin Fields. He had him throw like 16 times, guys. He was 70% completion. That's the play caller. Do you really believe Justin Fields doesn't get yards because he's throwing it 40, 40 times like all these other guys, like Trevor Lawrence, and he misses like
1: No, no, you Mike, know, Mike, what of it is, no, the it's assessment, the play caller. No, the assessment is Fields refuses to throw it. He won't. He throw has it the opportunity. He won't oh, take. Oh,
3: okay. You're right. He put 37 up against Arizona. He refused to throw it. He threw it uh, 20. He scored 28 times. Mike Arizona was
2: one of the worst teams in the NFL. Look at the With teams that they're now. playing,
3: guys. But he threw it. He threw it. He's not. He doesn't. He doesn't hesitate throwing it. It doesn't also, make any sense. Also, against
2: Arizona, he, he threw for 170 yards. Jake uh, or Mike, can you do me a favor?
1: Yeah. Can you throw it to break since we're on your show?
0: <laughs> Black and Abdallah, ESPN, Chicago, Chicago's home for sports Chicago's home for sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. This is Black and Abdallah on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN, Chicago.
2: Mike and Lombard here hanging out with you. ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. You can watch Mike on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN 1000 Chicago, or watch him on the YouTube app. Go to YouTube on your phone, search for ESPN Chicago. It's right there. And then just click subscribe, click the little bell, so you can get notified when we go live, all that good stuff, when there's new videos. Can we do this before we get back to Bears calls? Yeah, of course. We'll we'll
1: continue with the football calls. What are we doing? We're here until 745. uh, But yesterday there was news about a new movie that's in the works.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah. A new movie that's in the works. Jurassic World again. Do you see this that's out there? Of course I did. I get alerts.
1: (laughs) You think I'm kidding. So the uh, screenwriter who wrote the original Jurassic Park. Yeah is now penned to be the one working on a new Jurassic World film.
2: And and they don't know if it's going to be a continuation of the last one with Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard, or if they're going to get a whole new cast and start like a new... Trilogy, like the last one.
1: But
4: was. wasn't the original based off of the book by Michael yes. Crichton? Yes. yes. So that would be
5: the original writer of Jurassic well, Park. Uh, no, yeah, but
1: the person who took who the did, did the screenplay. Oh, yeah, like that's screenplay. hard to
5: adapt a screenplay. Oh, you turn it into a film. Oh, you, you get, get, an get a award. Xerox machine. Oh, come on. An
2: award for it. Best adapted screenplay is an award. It's a category. Let
4: on these Mickey Mouse awards. It's
1: all
2: about adapted
1: screenplay.
2: Hey. You watch it over there.
1: Whoa. Hey, we ever get our Silver Dome award? No, no. Oh, all right, Mickey
2: Mouse award. <laughs> That's what it is. That's why we never got one. All <laughs> right. No, so I, yesterday, yeah. And this is obviously my favorite. It's it's uh, obviously Jurassic Park is my favorite movie. The first one is my favorite movie of all time. I love it. It's great. I watch it all the time. It's a classic. Whenever it's on TV, I stop. I like I like all of them. There are no bet to me. It's like pizza. They're all they're all dinosaurs to me. And did you see the report earlier this week that people that are obsessed with dinosaurs are actually uh, smarter? I did not see that. That slipped past me. Yeah. How about that?
1: Oh, Just not saying. a surprise. Just after saying. hearing you and Mike and Lombard argue over quarterbacks, <laughs> not shocking. Uh, how about this though? Yesterday, the WGN Morning News, our friend Marcus Leshak, take a listen.
6: Yesterday, the Hollywood Reporter
3: and others said that Universal once again rebooting. The Jurassic World franchise, they've hired David Kep to write a screenplay, and they apparently like it enough to get production going quickly. Uh, Notably, Kep was the writer of the original Jurassic Park movie, but it sounds like this new version won't be a remake. It likely won't feature any of the characters from Jurassic Park or Jurassic World. So I asked people on Twitter yesterday, uh, what do they think it would take to reboot this franchise Actually make it interesting again Got some very interesting responses uh, This one was from Adam Abdallah of ESPN 1000 He says alright, hear me out It's the Flintstones But with Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard Shot for shot remake, you never even acknowledge it Just do the Flintstones
6: yeah. with the dinosaurs and everything like else
1: There you go, Abdallah Made the, on the WGN news. morning news
2: yesterday I was on the news guys Good
4: Thanks. job
2: I was on the news Great tweet Thanks I think it would be funny If they just said Jurassic World and there was like no trailers. (laughs) It was just like little like teasers and they didn't tell you anything. And then you just walk in and it's Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard. and It's just as Fred Flintstone. And they're just doing a shot for shot remake of the original Flintstones movies with uh, John Goodman. That was a fun movie. Yeah, those are great movies. I a kid I liked it. I'm I sure it's terrible it now, but <laughs> whatever. I would watch it again.
1: <laughs> Z says it was good. Yeah, like what else are you, you gonna do it? with dinosaurs? I'm sure Jack is producing today's show as yeah. well. Jack McGrath. Do you even know what we're talking about? The nineties uh, Flintstones live action film? Yeah, I've
2: seen them. I've oh, okay. seen it? The All right, Flintstones good. Vitamins, that's why I know it. Uh, okay. Perfect. Was not Halle Berry in the second one? I think Halle Berry was, was in, the, in one of them. I think she was in the second one maybe she was in one of them for sure the John Goodman one's the only one that no, I no she was in the original she was yeah, in the right. first one
1: her name was Sharon Stone
2: oh uh, yeah that's right because she was like the bad uh, the bad person right yeah that was a great oh, man, R- those Rick great Moranis ones. as Barney yeah, Dude, yeah. that was awesome good stuff great it good was stuff. great movies it was great fantastic. movies so yeah I. I um, how about that you made the this WGN morning news and I will be a shout out to Marcus the Shock Marcus is great yeah he is friend of the show friend of the program friend of the station that was awesome
1: all right, Jake and Joliet, you're on ESPN 1000 with Blackham Doll. What's up, Jake?
2: Jake? Jake, you there? Oh, no. Jake?
1: Jake? Hello?
2: Oh, Hello? we got you, Jake. Hi, Jake. Okay, sorry about that, guys. Uh, all good. First of
6: all, I know Jake, you got Jake, time. Jake, are you there? Time is limited here. Okay. Can you hear me?
2: Yeah, we got you. you got Okay, okay. You
6: got, all right. Sorry, time is limited. I just want to say, uh, first of all, your guys' show, I absolutely love it. Every day listen to it on the road, driving home. So you guys are Thank you. you guys rock. Appreciate um, it. second yes. of all, um, I don't think I've had as much stress and anxiety and like heart attack symptoms from listening to Mike than Mitchell. <laughs> so this was um absolutely uh I, I don't know where this guy is coming from, if he's smoking something or what. But the, the thing is, people need to realize, they need to take the personality, you know, the personal thing about Justin. He's a great guy. Don't get me wrong. I love Justin. I bought my yeah. son, you know, Justin jersey. I have one. But the fact of the matter is, I mean, you guys are throwing these stats. Stats don't lie. You know, I, I, with Denver game, you know that he lost it. You know, all these things that you guys have been saying over and over, it, it's these Justin fans that just don't get it. I, 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 I Again, in my... 40-some years, I've never seen anything like this, ever. This is incredible. I'm a Chicago Bears fan. So if Caleb is going to do better for the Bears, then bring him on. And if they, if they figure out how to fix Justin, then so be it. All right, that's all I got for you guys. You guys are awesome. Thanks Th- a lot.
1: Thank you, Jake. Appreciate the phone call. We go to Corey in Itasca. Corey, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up?
7: Hey, first time, long time. What's up, man? Um, gosh, where I began, eh? <laughs> Back in 2008, if Bartman wouldn't have caught the ball or Alex Fernandez wouldn't have botched the ball, the Cubs maybe might have, you know, made the World Series. But, uh, you know, we had a, an opportunity, a golden opportunity, golden egg, to grab a generational coach. And I am so tired of Bears fans just being satisfied with this baloney that we keep on getting every year. And I've been here for 51 years of my life, and I'm just so angry. I'm so tired of hearing Bears fans, and I'm tired of the McCaskies. I'm just tired of all this crap that we got to put up with. And we had Jim Harbaugh, Ditka, Harbaugh, Super Bowl, and yet here we are. It's unbelievable. I just want to jump through the freaking phone, but I can't. I'm just, (laughs) ah,
1: ah. Thanks, Corey. Appreciate it. Thank you. There is. There's Corey in Itasca. We go to Darren in Iowa. You're on ESPN 1000. Hello, Darren.
8: Hey, thanks for taking my call. No problem. That Mike, I don't know what he was thinking, but you know what? He better get on CHGO and listen to um, Adam Holt talk. He explains. He reads all 22, and he says it every week. Them wide receivers, them tight ends are open, but Justin don't throw the ball. I love Justin Fields, but, man, you can't pass on Caleb Williams. And I'm getting tired of these fans calling in about, well, we need to keep Justin Fields. But you know what? I think Justin Fields is going to go someplace. and Yeah, he's going to hopefully do pretty well. But I think Caleb Williams is going to be a better quarterback and much, much better doing the offense. That's all I got to
9: say, guys.
1: Yeah, thanks Thanks. for the call, Darren. Appreciate you. And, and, you know, like, as we move into the spring – I know it's, we're in the heart of winter. Mm-hmm. Did you see next weekend? Not 50. this weekend. Next 50. weekend, there's, there's hints of high 40s in the 50s. 50. Oh, baby. I'll tell you right now, I'm I, not golfing. Well, I, well, I'm telling you right now, I'm, I'm, done, not I'm done with winter. I'm, yeah, done oh, with winter. Yeah, yeah. I'm done with winter. Yeah, so I, I'm done with winter. So I don't want to deal with winter That's anymore. still too
2: cold to golf outside.
1: No, I know. And I know it's false because we're here in Chicago. So... Pff. It's going to be snowing in April and into early May. But yeah. but still, at uh, 50s, we should maybe golf. We should think about it. We no. should put it on the agenda. No, uh, because then they didn't no. I would say this, though. though. As we start to figure out who the best option is at quarterback, and we, we gather all these pieces of information, you know, on Waddle and Sylvie earlier today, they had Daniel Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. He is one of the absolute best at draft prep and breaking down players who are entering the NFL draft from college into the NFL. He also works in the NFL, works for the NFL network, uh, calls chargers games. He, he knows the league Uh, earlier today on waddle and Sylvie, in case you missed it, he was asked, you know, after Cale Williams won the Heisman, the comparisons were to Patrick Mahomes generational talent. This past season, he put up stats, but he wasn't as successful as he was two years ago when he won the Heisman. The question was, is Caleb Williams still a generational talent, even though last season wasn't as good as the year before? Here's Daniel Jeremiah, a Waddle and Sylvie.
9: Yeah, I feel the same um, as I did last year. Obviously, it's a little more. It's it's not as easy to profess it because the results, you know, were different this year than the results last year. But when you go back in and watch the tape and you see the, you know, look, a the schedule was was, was tougher. They played a better schedule. But B, the the interior of their offensive line was not good at all, and he was under constant duress. The defense was worse, um, one of the worst defenses in in college football. So you are constantly feeling the pressure of needing to score fifty points. Um, I mean, they stinking I think they scored what forty two points against Washington and lost. Yeah. Um, you know, a bunch of the losses he had, you can look at it. Where he had big days, um, but you know, to me, he got under. He was under a lot of pressure. He. I thought he tried to do too much. There were times where I'm just watching Tate tape going, just take the check down, take the check down. He wouldn't. He got a little big play hungry there. But everything that I saw with him that was in the negative column is, is 100% correctable. And I've seen him do all the things that you need to do to play that position at an extremely high level. Uh, I think he's a rare talent in terms of just the throwing ability. Like if you guys were to, you know, Play a game of horse with quarterbacks and say, okay, over this, under that, you know, drive the ball where it doesn't get, but only so high off the ground from this arm angle, that arm angle. Like, he's just a gifted, gifted thrower uh, of the football. So he's not perfect. There's no perfect prospects. Um, But I know somebody told me uh, the other day, brought up the good point that. You know, one of the reasons why Bears fans are having a hard time is because literally the worst game of his career was the game against Notre Dame this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's the one that's, that's fresh in their heads. I would, I would ask him to do something very drastic and way out of the box. Uh, watch him play the same team the year before and see what you think.
1: So Daniel, Jeremiah, earlier today on Waddle & Sylvie, check the full interview on the podcast page on the ESPN Chicago app. When you gather those who are studying quarterbacks and drafted players to be in the draft, and they're saying things like they are about Caleb Williams. You add that to the, to the case that the Bears should look that way because a lot of, of what Daniel Jeremiah is explaining there is that Caleb Williams should step onto the field day one and make quicker decisions than what Justin Fields is able to do. Justin might be more athletic. He might be a better guy. I like him. I think he's awesome. Yeah, I root for him. I, I, I hope he figures it out. But if someone like Caleb Williams is there, who makes all the decisions, can make all the throws. The they went on to ask, "Is his size a concern?" He said no because he's a thicker six-one, so he's not like a big scrawny hands. guy. He's big hands. Thick man. He can make every throw. Like when you hear all of this stuff coming in on a player, how do you not start to come to the conclusion? that the Bears were gifted an opportunity to turn around the franchise. Like, if the Bears didn't have the number one pick, we wouldn't be doing these conversations. Yeah, We would be trying to support and make Justin Fields better. But you essentially have been given the golden ticket to change the future of the franchise for the next 10 to 15 years.
2: Here's how I look at it, right? Do you think that Caleb Williams could come in here... Day one, and by the end of the season, we look at his stats, and he has 3,300 yards, 21 touchdowns through the air, 12 touchdowns on the ground. Uh, maybe not as many running. Okay. But let's say <laughs> I think he could certainly thir- throw. That, that would be what, 33 total touchdowns? Let's say 3,300 yards, 33 total touchdowns. Do you think that that? He could that Caleb Williams could come in here and do that in his first year as a Bear. I think he could get
1: close. You know, Jordan Love this year in his first year threw for forty-one hundred yards, mm-hmm. thirty-two touchdowns, eleven interceptions. What did C.J. Uh, Stroud do? I think that I think that Caleb Williams could likely get to that.
2: C.J. Stroud had forty-one hundred yards. He had twenty-three, 23 touchdowns, touchdowns, five interceptions, five interceptions.
1: Caleb Williams can do that.
2: Then why wouldn't you upgrade? Because those are Justin Fields' stats if he played 17 games this year. 3,300 yards, 33 total touchdowns. Those are Field stats if he played all 17 games.
1: What were the passing touchdowns? 21. Yeah, he can throw over 21 touchdowns. Yeah. And I think that, that's why it's an obvious move. You have to make the move. Did he not use his legs at USC also? No, he did, but he's not not, not not the same type of runner that Fields is. His running is to be elusive and to throw down the football field. Justin's running is to gain yardage down the field and to be like an impactful part of the offense with the run game. Mm -hmm. It's two different things. Can can Caleb Williams run? Yeah. Against Tulane, he broke off that run up the middle of the field and then down the left sideline. Before he was tackled and he like had a hamstring injury and he left the game after that. Mm-hmm. But in that bowl game, he was running all over the place. He can run. He's just
2: not the athlete that Justin Fields is. Justin yeah. Fields is a better runner. Oh, absolutely he is. Absolutely. But I'm saying he can come in and throw for that many yards and that many touchdowns.
1: I think so. Black and Abdallah, if you want to join the show, you can call us at 312-332-3776. We're talking Bears football.
0: You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. This is Chicago's Home for Sports. You're listening to Black, 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 Black and Abdallah on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. If you miss something, get the podcast on the ESPN Chicago app. Here
10: we go, yo.
1: Black and Abdallah, thank you to Kevin Zpak and to Jack McGrath for producing tonight's show. Uh, Black and Abdallah will be back tomorrow night. Tomorrow's a Thursday, so we will be on from 7 to 8 right here on ESPN 1000. A little fat jack on a Thursday night, getting you ready for the NFL Championship weekend. I love it. AFC, NFC Championship games. We'll talk to the fat jack tomorrow. Wait. Black and Abdallah right here on ESPN 1000. We have Illinois and Northwestern basketball coming up in about seven minutes right here on ESPN 1000. The Illini, the 10th ranked team in the uh, nation, taking on the Wildcats, who are 13-5 and Northwestern basketball. You'll hear it at 745 right here on ESPN 1000. Before we get to that point, Abdal, let's take some more Bears calls and talk to the people at 312-332-3776. You want to play a little Door 1, Door 2? Well, door one, door two, where would you like to go? Door one or door two? Where would you like to go, Abdallah? Door one or door two? Stop looking at the board. Door one or door two? Where would you like to go? Literally any door. All right, let's go to door one. Chase on the south side. Hello, Chase. Oh, cars. Blake, what's up, man? Chase, I went to you first. See how I did that? Yeah,
10: that's it. Abdallah! Hi. What's up, man? Hey, Hey, Abdallah. Why? Why are you, you have been in a bad mood all week, man? He's a bad you mood,
2: Bobby. Old. I've been in a great mood. You're in a bad mood, You've dude. You've
10: been cra- Hey, 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 Black. I gotta ask you something. Do you yeah. know who Brad Spielberg is? Yeah. Did anybody tell you him look just alike?
1: No, but thank you.
10: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all both favorites. I thought y'all thought y'all was like twins or something. No, like, usually it's like, uh,
1: it's like it's uh, like
2: Ryan Gosling. That's what people usually Chase, say. Chase, just be honest. Well, they all well, they all look the same to me.
10: Well, another reason he brought it up was that he was talking about the Caleb Williams. And, um, you know, he was actually saying Drake May would be a better prospect than Caleb. And I don't know why nobody's talking about Drake May. I don't. I mean, we, how would you guys feel about the Bears? Because Drake May actually seems like a better prospect because he has a size. He seems like he's a more better pure pocket passer. I don't know. What do you guys think of yeah. the Bears? Maybe trade, like, like, because same thing, Bears trade back. Let's say they trade down the two or three and they get, like, a second-round pick and they take Drake May and then able to, you know, trade fields. they could get possibly two second-round picks and still have their franchise quarterback. What do
1: you guys think of that? Yeah, and thanks for the call, Chase. I, I'd say this. All of the major draft experts are pointing towards Caleb mm-hmm. as the number one guy. I specifically watched more Caleb Williams football than I did Drake May. Mm -hmm. Only saw him a handful of times throughout the season. I didn't watch that many North Carolina games throughout the year, Uh, but I'm a USC fan. So I I went out of my way to consume USC football games uh, each and every season. And Caleb just happened to be there the last two years. Mm -hmm. That's why I know more about him. I also usually stay up really late on Saturday nights and watch the Pac-12. So I've seen Michael Penix. I've seen Bo Nix. Um that I think that's why. I think people have been exposed less to Drake May. Is it possible he could be a better quarterback? Yeah. He absolutely could be.
2: Yeah, the comps to him are Justin Herbert. Like that's not a bad thing. You know? Like yeah. everybody's like when you're doing comps, people are saying Drake May could be Justin Herbert. Like he's a carbon copy of Justin Herbert. He's got a strong arm, he's a bigger dude. Like there's nothing wrong with Drake May. But when you hear that the comps And I'm not one of these people that scoffs at the comps of Caleb to Patrick Mahomes. What people are saying, I think people don't understand what what analysts are trying to say with that. I feel like when people say that he's, when you've got guys like Albert Breer, who we heard from yesterday, say that he's talked to Cliff Kingsbury and Cliff Kingsbury says that he reminds him of Patrick Mahomes. Cliff Kingsbury coached Patrick Mahomes. He understands what he looked like in college. And Caleb looks like that in college. He's not saying that Caleb's going to go out and go to six AFC championship games the second he comes out and starts. That's not what people are saying.
1: It's the style of
2: play. It's It's the throws he can make. Yes, it's how he looked in college. He looks like Patrick Mahomes in college. I would
1: also say, like, Jaden Daniels, you know, Mel Kuyper has moved Daniels to the second spot. Mm -hmm. So he's moved Drake May back. You know, throughout the entire draft process heading into this off season, Drake May was the second guy. Yeah. Jaden Daniels is now the second guy. I've seen a lot of Jaden Daniels playing at LSU. So, you know, I I think there's gonna be a lot more for us to do as far as research and consuming what all the uh people giving opinions who study this stuff for a living will have leading into the NFL draft. But right now it seems as if everyone is pointing to Caleb Williams as number one. All right, only a couple minutes left before we get to Northwestern basketball. We've got to go fast. Doug in Northbrook, you're on ESPN 1000. Go ahead, Doug.
11: Hey, guys. I think a, a narrative that needs to be talked about more is having them both on the roster. Well, Everyone's talking about it as either-or scenario. Uh, a couple quick examples that I saw just looking through the history books. Um, you know, Breeze was with the Chargers in 2003, and uh, – you know, had like eleven touchdowns, fifteen interceptions. They drafted Phillip Rivers. He went on to then throw twenty seven touchdowns and they went twelve and four. That was obviously a good scenario. And then more recently, Ian Cunningham was with the Eagles. They had Carson Wentz who uh passed for four thousand yards, they gave him an extension. They drafted Jalen Hurts, granted it was in the second round. He uh obviously went tanked and they uh they went out to Hurts. But what I'm getting at is not a bad idea to at least hedge your bet if you're pulled. And then have the backup, you know, uh, Caleb Williams or whoever, um, you know, spend a year learning the offense, developing the NFL. And then, you know, everyone wants to see uh, fields and see how he develops uh, moving forward or, you know, kind of the unknown. This way, you give him another year to develop, he can even improve his trade, trade value. I just think it's a win-win if you kept both on the the roster.
1: All right, thanks for the call, Doug. Appreciate it. If you didn't get in tonight, we'll be back at 7 tomorrow night right here on ESPN 1000. We'll be talking Bears football. It's what we do. And also we'll be previewing the AFC, the AFC championship game. I'm looking forward to the football this weekend. I think four deserving teams have made it to this point. You know, last weekend, you could make the argument like the Texans didn't really need to advance. They did. Congrats to them. But they weren't like the Ravens. Everyone else this weekend, uh, I these are wait four watch the teams I want to
2: watch. I can't wait to watch the AFC Championship game. I think it's great. I think the Lions story is awesome. See how they face the 49ers on the road. Like th- You're right. These are two great, great matchups.
1: And I'm excited to see if the Ravens are one of those all-time great teams. Yeah. I-, I think that's something that uh, is a storyline to keep our eyes on. So coming up next, we will go to Northwestern Basketball presented by WGN. And you'll hear it right here. Illinois, Northwestern next.
0: Goes home for sports. Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. Eber floats.
8: It's time for Wildcat basketball. Chicago's Big Ten team. Twelve seconds on the shot clock. Bowie for
6: the lead. The floater good. Seventy-six to seventy-four.
4: Today's broadcast of Northwestern Basketball is presented by Win Trust, Chicago's bank and official bank of Northwestern Athletics. Athletico, physical therapy partner of Northwestern Athletics. Northwestern Medicine, relentless in the quest for better health care. SeatGeek, official fan-to-fan ticket marketplace of Northwestern Athletics. And Odyssey Brands Greek Yogurt and Feta Cheese, preferred Greek Yogurt and Feta Cheese of Northwestern Athletics.
8: Here in a row, the Northwestern Wildcats have defeated the number one team in the country, the Purdue Boilermakers, and we got ourselves on fourth scoring.
4: Now, here's the voice of the Cats, Dave Ennett.
8: The Northwestern Wildcats are on the air tonight from doled-out Welsh Ryan Arena in Evanston, Big Ten Basketball. It's the Northwestern Wildcats and the Fighting Illini of Illinois. Good evening everybody, along with Wildcat great Billy McKinney, Dave Eddett from Wells Ryan Arena, nice to have you along. Welcome to an evening of Northwestern Wildcat basketball. The Northwestern basketball pregame show is presented by Wintrust, the second meeting in 22 days between these two in-state rivals as the Cats look to avenge a 30-point loss in Champaign on the second day of January. Illinois won that game 96 to 66. Since then, the Wildcats have gone three and two. The Cats come into this game with a record of 13 and five, four and three in the Big Ten after a 75-69 loss at Nebraska Saturday. They are nine one here at home, and they are three and zero at home in Big Ten play for the first time since the 1960s. Illinois is coming off a win over Rutgers on Sunday in Champaign, 86-63. And the first game back for their star, Terrence Shannon Jr., who was reinstated following a six-game suspension. Illinois is 14-4, 5-2 in the Big Ten. 2-2 on the road, 2-1 and on the road in Big Ten play under seventh-year head coach Brad Underwood. Get up-to-date information on tonight's game by downloading the free game day program visit NUSports.com slash publications. Billy and I will look at the matchup in a moment. This is Northwestern Basketball presented by Wintrust from Learfield.
4: Libman makes a difference. The Libman Mop Crew is part of our winning team. The Libman Mop Crew makes sure the hardwood is clean and safe for the players every game at Welsh Ryan Arena. No matter what kind of flooring you have at your home court, Libman has the tools to keep it clean. Our mops, brooms, and brushes are proudly family-made in the USA. Visit Libman.com to see our whole lineup or for a store locator. That's Libman.com. Libman, the official hardwood floor care provider of Northwestern Basketball.
6: I wish I was a better golfer. Four is an odd word to yell. Whoa, where'd you come from? It's me, Flo, and I'm here to grant your wish of Progressive taking $50 off your deductibles. Just choose the deductible savings bank feature and finish a policy period without filing a claim or having a driving violation.
4: Great, but um, what about my golf swing?
0: Oh, I just do insurance.
11: Sorry.
9: Sign up for Progressive and opt into more savings. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Not available in all states or situations.
4: Are aches, pains, or injuries keeping you on the sidelines? At Athletico, our movement experts are here to help you turn your setbacks into comebacks and create a personalized game plan for your recovery. With no prescription or referral needed, Athletico Physical Therapy is where your comeback story begins. Get started today by scheduling a free assessment at athletico.com. Physical Therapy Partner of Northwestern Athletics.
9: Your Northwestern Wildcats are back on the court, and Metra is here to get you to the game fast. Metra fast. With Evanston Central Street Station just minutes away from Welsh Ryan Arena, Metra makes getting to the big game easy and affordable. Plus, you can skip the stress of parking and take a fast break from traffic. Grab a $10 day pass or $7 weekend day pass and enjoy quick and comfortable travel to and from the game. So hop on board Metra and get there stress-free. My Metra, a proud partner of Northwestern men's basketball.
8: Well, the Wildcats will look to avenge that 30-point loss in Champaign on January 2nd. Obviously, Billy McKinney its a lot of ground to try to make up. Uh, the Cats really were taken out of that game early, never found their way back into it. And that's contrary to the way they've played lately. They were down double digits in the second half, well into the second half at Wisconsin. Came back, tied the game with a couple minutes to go. Similar story on Saturday at Nebraska. Uh, but it never happened against Illinois. I think everybody was expecting some sort of a comeback. They were never able to mount one
5: Illinois played virtually a flawless game that evening And when teams have nights like that individuals had such good games for the fighting eye There's not much you can do on nights like that. It's one loss You remember those beatings and you get ready for the night But the cats are gonna have to really rebound the ball well tonight and play good defense and slow this team down in in transition. They're averaging about 83 points a game. Cats want to try to make this a slower-paced game than they did in Champaign. So it's going to be knuckle up and buckle up for a a tough fight here at Welsh Ryan Arena this evening.
8: They're the third-highest scoring team of the conference, averaging uh, 82.3 a game. That night, they scored 50 in the second half as they pulled away. That was without Terrence Shannon, Jr. He's in the starting lineup tonight for Illinois obviously there are a couple of stories with that one is the fact that he's starting and it's his second game back the other is going to be the crowd reaction how illinois is able to handle that because it's going to be no doubt a very hostile reception he gets here in Evanston.
5: well and that's going to happen wherever he goes in the big 10 this year because of uh the charges that were brought against him earlier during the year and you know sometimes when you're going to adversity like that your safe place is on the floor and you wonder how well this team will he seemed to blend back in with this team without a lot of issues they beat Rutgers by 23 points but the cats are going to have to slow him down along with the rest of this Illinois crew all
8: right cats in the Illini big time atmosphere in here tonight cats have played well here at home we'll see if they can keep it going tonight shop the latest selection of northwestern apparel and merchandise from brands like Under Armour Champion Tommy Bahama and more all at the official fan store of the Northwestern Wildcats, Game Day Spirit. Shop in-store at 1807 Central in Evanston or online 24-7 at shop.nusports.com. Game Day Spirit, where Wildcat fans shop. I'll be back with the head coach of the Wildcats, Chris Collins, next. This is Northwestern Basketball presented by Wintrust from Learfield.
4: Odyssey Greek yogurt and feta cheese are produced with four generations of our family's expertise and commitment. We start with the best dairy farms, providing high-quality milk so you can feel good about what you feed your family. Odyssey Greek yogurt and feta cheese, proud partner of Northwestern Athletics, now available at your local grocer.
0: America has an undeniable, unstoppable energy. At Constellation, our energy matches yours. We're generating electricity 24-7 with hydro, wind, solar, and and the nation's largest carbon-free nuclear fleet. Enough clean energy to power 15 million homes today and a commitment to helping you build a brighter tomorrow. Power on America. Learn more at constellationenergy.com slash poweron.
4: Odyssey Greek yogurt and feta cheese are produced with four generations of our family's expertise and commitment. We start with the best dairy farms providing high quality milk so you can feel good about what you feed your family. Odyssey Greek yogurt and feta cheese, proud partner of Northwestern Athletics, now available at your local grocer.
8: Time for our pregame conversation with the head coach of the Wildcats, Chris Collins. Going back to to Saturday, I, I know that you're not interested in participation trophies, this program is way beyond that. But you've mentioned it, your last two road games, you've come back double digits down, tied the game, given yourself a chance. What does that tell you about your team?
12: Well, I mean, it it tells me that we we have a team full of fighters. We have a lot of character in our locker room. You know, they were both games that we got double double figures, right? And we... They're, especially early in the second half on Saturday, I think we're down 11 or 12. They went on a little run. It was, and I even told the guys, this is kind of a breaking point of the game. We can either decide to, you know, really, you know, buckle down and get ourselves back into this thing, or we can let them run away with the game. And, you know, our guys fought back. You know, we got it to tie. It was tied tie game. And then we had about three possessions there where it was 65-64. I thought we got great shots. You know, we didn't knock them down. We still had it to two, under two, and then obviously Tominaga comes up with a huge three to kind of put it away. But, you know, you play these really good teams. You, you find a way to get to those last four minutes. You, It's frustrating when you don't finish the deal, and I know we're disappointed about that.
8: You talk about Ty Berry being uh, an X factor for you, but can't you say the same thing about... Brooks Barnheiser and what he's doing game in and game out and Saturday may have been his best.
12: I thought Brooks was fantastic. Um, you know, his performance the whole game, but particularly in the second half. Um, you know, uncharacteristic, poor shooting night from Boo. You know, Ty had a poor shooting night, and you know, Brooks kind of put us on his back there in the second half, had some big physical drives where he got to the basket, he scored, he got fouled, made some big steals. You know, I just thought he played like a really High-level player and, and has been the last few games. It's been exciting to kind of see him get to that level, and and certainly we're going to need it tonight against one of the best teams in the country.
8: Did you know when you went down and plucked him out of Indiana that he would have the the skill set? Well, of course you got to say you did, right? <laughs> but but did you expect him to be
12: this kind of a player? I, I thought he was going to be a really good college player. You know, you saw the size, you saw the strength, and you saw the skill set, and he was a coach's kid. You know, he's a gym rat. You know he's living in the gym. He's in there all day long, morning, noon, and night. He loves the game. He eats, sleeps, breathes basketball. And when you have talent and the game means that much to you, usually those guys get better. And so, you know, when we recruited him, we did think he'd have a chance to be that guy. But certainly, to see it come to fruition has is, is been something we're really proud of. I, I guess if you look
8: back at the first game with Illinois, you can't really focus on one area because pretty much everything went went wrong that night. But how do you approach this game after a game like that? Or do you just push the delete button and forget?
12: Well, I think you have to watch. You know, some of the things you did. You know, was it the right game plan in terms of how how you were trying to attack them offensively? Was it the right defensive game plan? Uh, I think we're going to make a few adjustments just to see if we can give them some different looks on some different things that they really hurt us with. Um, they over- overpowered us, you know, in every way. Obviously, Damask had a huge game uh, physically on the boards in the paint. You know they got out in transition. It was almost like a perfect recipe for when they're going to be at their best. They they were doing all of those things, and you know we didn't have great balance. Uh, Boo had a number of our scoring. We weren't able to get other guys involved. We have to do a better job of that. But at the end of the day, if you give up 96 points, you're probably not going to be successful. So our defensive effort and our ability to be matched their physicality to me are going to be the biggest things in this game.
8: And you have one more thing to worry about with uh, Terrence Shannon. Uh, what impact does he have on this game
12: well he 's a terrific player um you know before he was out of their lineup i mean he was one of the best players, not only in the big ten but in the country he 's big he 's strong he 's a one man fast break you know he gets out in the open court he's he 's like a battering ram i mean he can get to the basket he gets fouled. He's become a good passer. Um, you know, just a tremendous, tremendous talent that we're going to have to contend against here tonight. And a change in your lineup? Yeah, we're going to go back to Matt. I uh, feel like Matt's been playing really well. Um, and no, no knock on Luke. Luke's got to be ready. Luke's going to play, but I uh, just felt like we needed a little bit more size and physicality and, and experience to start the game tonight. All right,
8: thanks, Coach. Good luck. Uh,
12: thank you. That's Chris Collins.
8: This is Northwestern Basketball, presented by Wintrust from Learfield.
12: From charming,
6: European-inspired winter markets to the world-famous Mall of America, not to mention no sales tax on clothing, Minnesota is a shopping paradise. Get seasonal trip ideas with our free travel newsletters at exploreminnesota.com.
0: Hey fans, join us at Stacked and Folded before or after the game. Located at 824 Noise Street, we're just a few short blocks from Welsh Ryan Arena.
4: We've got happy hour, trivia night, a full bar, heated fire tables, weekend
8: brunch, and fast, friendly service with a healthy and exciting menu. Follow us on Instagram at Stacked Social House or check out our website, www.stackedandfolded.com.
1: Bud Light was brewed to be a delicious and easy-to-drink beer, even when the little things in life are hard, like when the game is going into overtime,
4: but you have even more time to enjoy it and a fresh Bud Light. Bud Light, easy to drink, easy to enjoy. Pick up Bud Light at your local retailer today. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch, Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Bud Light is a proud supporter of the Northwestern Sports Network. Give your loved ones, friends, and colleagues a gift they'll be sure to make use of. Mouth-watering steaks from The Lens Shop. You can choose from an array of aged USDA prime steaks, roast seafood, and more. If you know someone who loves a good steak, why not treat them to some quality beef from Lens that will fill their stomach and their heart? Give the gift of premium beef at thelensshop.com and use code GOCATS for 20% off. Brought to you by Meats by Lens, the preferred partner of legendary steakhouses worldwide since 1963.